We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. Hour number two of At Your Service on a Tuesday night. That's right. Greg Damon hanging out here in the big chair tonight, and we're having some fun. We're having some fun here today on KMOX at your service. I hope you are as well. Kind of a rainy night outside here in uh, in St. Louis. Remember, folks, in the state of Missouri, got to have your lights on if your wipers are on. Remember that during the day. Lights on or wipers on, lights on. Got to have that on. That's a state law. It's going to help everybody see because it, uh, as you heard Alex talk about. For everything kinda, online. Whoop, kind of, uh, kind of, um, uh, what should I say? It's safety for everybody out there. That's what I'm looking for. So uh, there we there we go. Now I've got. If you're not having Uh-oh. regular healthy, now I got everything going on here. I don't know what's going on with this. Why this is working? Anyway, we turned those down. So sorry. Anyway, let's get back. KMOX at your service. That's right. Greg Damon hanging out here today. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. You know, coming up here in January. It's going to be Elvis's birthday. That's right. I'm kind of like an Elvis aficionado. You know, I'm, I, I've got the stigma. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always curious about it. I mean, the guy was a superstar. All sorts of stuff uh, is, is, is following him around. And, uh, you know, we've had uh, on the show, we've had Steve Davis on, Elvis impersonator. He's been on co- talking about stuff. One of my big topics that, uh, that I talked about was uh, Elvis gave away a lot of Cadillacs. And it was always fun to try to trace back the title. If you had an older Cadillac, trace back the title to Elvis. Well, we're going to talk a little Elvis. Sally Hodel, she is a lifelong Elvis enthusiast and also author of a new book called Elvis, Destined to Die Young. She's been kind enough to join us here on At Your Service tonight. Hey, Sally, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So let's just get right into it. Hey, you know it's Elvis's birthday come up? He is uh, would would have been what uh, 80, uh, 87? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's so, right. So January eighth is uh, is his birthday, and you know there's still folks out there that still think he's alive. Hard to believe, but it's true. You know, it just kind of gets picked up in the news cycle from time to time. Still, right? The, <laughs> that's right. Uh, the classic Elvis sighting. <laughs> that's right. I I seen him in Wichita. You know. Right. Right. He's, he was he was cooking at a diner. That's you know something like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that, uh, you know, that he's been gone for that long. Uh, you know, this guy was just, I mean, he was, he was, he's a legend. Let's just just say that. He's, he's definitely a legend. But all the stuff that he did and got so many people into music, and not only that, changed the face of music forever. Yeah, and, and not just music, culture, really. You know, I say he, he shifted 
the the culture around the world, you know, single-handedly. I mean, it, it really was that big of a shift, and and that's why you know I really think we need to look at him as more than just a rock and roll star. He was a he's a historical figure. Right. Uh, the changes he brought about, you know, are up there with Henry Ford and Thomas Edison, in my opinion. No, absolutely. Not only that, you know, you musician, actor. I mean, this guy was all over, and not only that, he was a very generous guy on top of it. Absolutely. He absolutely was. And, you know, it it has been almost 45 years since he passed, and he's still recognizable the world over by his image and his first name alone. I mean, that in itself is amazing. He absolutely is iconic. And, and yeah, I, you know, he was so generous, and, and I, I hope people will learn about that still and, and not forget that aspect of him. Yeah, he's probably what uh, probably still in the top twenty as far as uh, artist uh, artist earnings every year. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. It's uh, it's kind of crazy, and I know uh, Graceland is still one of the top tourist attractions in the United States. It's the second most visited house after the White House. There you That's go. Pretty impressive. There you yeah. go. That is pretty impressive. Who doesn't want to go in the Jungle Room? <laughs> it's it's a great place. I'll be back there again in well next week and to celebrate his birthday and I'll be signing books and all that kind of thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting back. So tell us a little bit about your book, Elvis Destined to Die Young. Uh is this your first book about Elvis? This is my first book and my first book about Elvis. Okay. Um it was definitely a, a passion project for me. You know, I'm a writer, I'm a journalist. Um I've been a lifelong Elvis fan, though, as well. I, I always say that I'm lucky my childhood had a soundtrack because my dad would play records on the weekends, and he was mostly Frank Sinatra, you know, fan, but he had the Aloha album, and I just thought that was so cool the way it opened up and had the big earth on there and whatnot. And even as a kid, like, I recognized that Elvis looked different and sounded different, and, you know, when I discovered 50s Elvis, that was it. Yeah, a- absolutely. Now, do you think most people remember Elvis as the older Elvis or the, you know, that that wore the jumpsuits and... And things like that, or do you think they mostly recognize him as as a younger younger man, good looking guy on top of it? It's hard to say. I think that 1950s look is so iconic, right along the same lines as James Dean, right? Um, and the music is is so raw and so real, and it really did change music forever. I think it's sad that a lot of the younger people don't understand what a shift it was. Uh, but if you look at the top ten, you know, in 19 record, you know. Uh, Song toppers in 1956. It's it's how much is that doggy in the window? And it's Perry Cuomo and it's Tony Bennett. And then you have Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel coming up the charts. And when you think about it that way, you can you can realize just how shocking Elvis was at the time. So I think 1956 Elvis is still that iconic you know image that people go to. Uh, but having said that, the jumpsuits and the glasses and 1970s Elvis that's probably the one that's most impersonated, right? Right, absolutely. Definitely most impersonated, that's for sure. Uh, you know, talking about uh, early Elvis, you know, a lot of those guys that, you know, and they kind of traveled together with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys, I mean, they, they really, as I said, kind of changed the face of the music from the old crooners to more of a, a rockabilly style uh, of music, that's for sure. Um, you know, but the thing about Elvis is, he reinvents himself. So along come the Beatles. Man, they change the face of music again, and then all of a sudden here's Elvis. Hey, he's keeping up with the times and and making other records, new records that people are buying again. Yeah, and of course you have the movie years, you know, which are you know, some people will complain about, and there are some really great movies and some really bad movies in there, and he made over 30. Um, but that was really different for a rock and roll star, too. It was really sure. different for a rock and roll star in, what, 60 and 61, you know, the peak of his fame, and he releases a gospel album. That was really a different thing to do. Sure. Um, 
And then you have the 70s music. And I think in the 70s, you know, Elvis really did see he, he wanted to be part of a gospel quartet. That was kind of his initial musical goal. And he loved to sing ballads. So in my opinion, the rock and roll thing, like he did have natural rhythm. And all. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All that, but it also kind of happened by accident, the big bang of rock and roll, as they were, you know, just trying out songs there at Sun Records and Sam Phillips heard something he liked and it was radically different and incredible. Um, but that ballad singer that Elvis really, you know, connected with, I, you see a lot of that in the seventies and I love the seventies cause I kind of feel like that's the first time Elvis is recording the music he was really passionate about. Right. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Many folks don't even remember also that he served his country too in the air force. Absolutely. Elvis was a Patriot without question. And again, peak of his fame, you know, he leaves in 58 to go into the army and now army, we can we we can see in hindsight that it was a, a great decision because he really did win over a lot of fans you know up until that point Elvis really was kind of just for the girls the guys you know all the girls are screaming the guys are kind of turned off by all that but when Elvis goes into the army he wins over a lot of male fans and just becomes even more universal and it worked really well but he didn't know that for sure. And he was scared those two years. You know, he wanted to serve his country. He was a patriot. He knew that what happened to him could only happen in this country to rise from such poverty and to have such astronomical success. He was grateful for that. But he was concerned it would kill his career, too, and that people would forget about him in two years. We are visiting with uh, Sally Hodell, author of a new book, Elvis Destined to Die Young. Again, thanks for uh, joining us here. I got to do a little business. Can you hang with me for a little bit for a few more minutes? For sure. All right, fantastic, folks. This is KMOX at your service Tuesday night right here in the heart of Mid-America, and we're going to be back right after this. Welcome back, everyone. 919 in the heart of Mid-America. That's right. This is KMOX at your service. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair today running the board, and we're taking, uh, well, you know what? If you guys want to give us a call, we'll take some phone calls. 314-436-7900-1800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers. If you want to get on, we'll try to take some phone calls. We are visiting with Sally Hodell. She is a lifelong Elvis enthusiast. Not only that, folks, she's written a book called Elvis Destined to Die Young. Again, Sally, thanks so much for uh, hanging with us tonight here on At Your Service. Sure. Thanks for having me. So uh, a couple things that uh, since I'm going to put your I'm going to put your thinking hat on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Put your thinking hat on. Since you're an Elvis enthusiast, let's just see what uh, if you if you can clear up some stuff since you've researched Elvis. Uh, what about Elvis's health? You know, it seemed like towards the end, it seemed like he was in pretty bad health. He was, and that's really, you know, the 
the point of the, my book, and that's what I researched, was this layer of truth in Elvis' story that has long been buried. And uh, by the time he passes in 1977, he has disease or disorder in nine of the 11 systems of the body. And for such a long time, that has been written off as the end result of the prescription medication use. But my research shows that there's evidence of at least five of those being present prior to fame, most likely since birth. And uh, it correlates to the fact that his maternal grandparents were first cousins. Oh, wow. So this, this really is kind of a reversal up his family tree to see, you know, where these issues came from. Uh, but, you know, Elvis dies at age 42 and his mother dies at age 46. Very similar four-year period of degenerative health, which I always thought was interesting. And then when I realized, you know, that her parents were first cousins, you see those kind of genetic issues play out with Gladys. And then three of her brothers also die around, around age 46, 49 all similar heart-liver-related issues. So when Elvis passes at 42 from this heart-related episode, I, it stops being a coincidence when you see all of this happening in his family tree and his mother and uncles, you know, they didn't live the rock and roll lifestyle. They didn't take the same prescription medication. There was something else at play there for sure. Well, you know, you talk about their prescription medication, a lot of uh, shows and things like that. I mean, obviously we know they're they're made up, uh, but... You know, everything kind of views Elvis's life as kind of like a self-destruction lifestyle. Absolutely. I think in pop culture, especially, that's how his story is told, which is really unfortunate, again, given his contributions. Um, but it really was a futile struggle to survive. And first, he has to survive through extreme poverty. You know, he moves over a dozen times the first 13 years of his, of his life. Uh, very little stability. You know, they can't afford to stay in one place. They move to another place. Um, the town of Tupelo really deserves a lot of credit for, I think, Ellis's inherent generosity because everybody there relied on each other, and I think that's where he learned that behavior. Um, but he does struggle, you know, through that poverty, and then he struggles through extreme fame, and then he has these health issues, which, again, have long been buried, you know, and he had these issues, and it started with lifelong insomnia. He had a megacolon, which was a huge issue. He had an immune system disorder, a number of things that we now know about, and all of them he was trying to hide because he didn't want to appear to be a weak man in the 1970s, and he wanted to continue being Elvis Presley. And in order to do that, he did have to rely on medication. And unfortunately, you know, the medication also became a problem. But at first it helped, you know, helped him to continue being Elvis and provide for his family. And, and that was a big part of his his goal in life, too. Yeah, and that's uh, sticking with the media thing. You know, it seems like that uh, they also kind of uh, refer to him as a uh, you know, a glutton, I'm a king sitting under my throne, give me this, give me this, give me this. As I said earlier, you know, it's, it's really, he really was not like that. I mean, he gifted stuff to people constantly. He was constantly giving away his wealth. You know, he prided himself on being a provider, pulling his family out of poverty, like I said. And I think so much of that glutton thing comes from his title of king of rock and roll. Um, <laughs> and then also that we view Elvis through this lens of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, I mean, this is a guy who, his grandmother lived at Graceland, you know? Like, he was, he, he for as extraordinary as his life was, there was also a lot of normalcy in it because it was very rooted in his family. And he knew what it was like to be really poor, and he gave so much of his wealth away. I mean, continually throughout his lifetime. Yeah, I did a story about uh, about him gifting Cadillac. He was a big Cadillac guy, and he would just give yep. Cadillacs to people that, uh, you know, were nice to him. I mean, they didn't have to do favors for him, but they were just be nice to him, and he'd just show up and like, hey, here you go. I, I remember doing a, a story about a lady that uh, I can't – he met her on the sidewalk, and she did something for him just like anybody else would, and the next thing you know, he comes by her house in a brand-new Cadillac and gives it to her. 
So it's kind of crazy. There are, there are so many of those stories, and they say he gave away as many as 200 cars. Right. Yeah, it's, so. just, it's just amazing. Um, you know, also, we'll just go with the media and the, and the other TV sure. shows and stuff like that. That yeah. You know, kind of show him like a Howard Hughes where he's just sitting up in, uh, in his bedroom in Graceland and, like, not, not involved in anything. I tell you, if people knew how hard that guy worked, you know, most people don't realize that every year he's touring more than the year before. And, yes, he goes home to Graceland to chill out. And, yes, he spends a lot of time in his room when he's there. But then he's back on tour again. You know, when he has his Vegas engagements, they are 30 days long, and he does two shows a day. So he's doing 60 shows in 30 days. That's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. That's unbelievable. And then when he's done in Vegas, he might go home to Graceland for a couple of weeks, and then he's back on the road, and he's crisscrossing the nation uh, doing tours. So uh, his health continues to fail. His health fails more the more he tours. There's definitely a correlation there. You know, when he stops and goes home for a while, he feels better. Then he goes out on the road, and his health declines again. It's There's definitely a, a correlation there. My book, you know, explores all of that. But I don't see him as a Howard Hughes guy. And that last year, you know, he did spend more time at home, more time in his room, but he was also really sick. He did not feel good. And I, I do think a certain amount of depression goes along with that when you can't live the way you want, you can't perform the way you want. I mean, his performances changed drastically too over those years. So I, I think that was depressing for him. But Elvis said time and time again, he loved being Elvis Presley. And, and right. I believe that. Sure. And he had personal problems in his life, just like everybody else too. Ups, ups and downs like any one of us, because he was human. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So just clear up the uh, misnomer for everybody here that he died of a uh, drug overdose. Yeah, I don't believe that. I do believe he was destined to die young, hence the title of my book. And my research shows that uh, his body and his family were just riddled with health issues that were clearly passed down. And, again, I just don't think he was destined to live a long life. It was absolutely a a cardiac event. If it had been a drug event, it would have been a slow coma-like death. And when he fell in the bathroom, he died rather quickly. Now, for folks that have never been to Graceland, suggest going there for sure. Oh, you have to. It's just unbelievable. It's it's absolutely a time capsule. And in the last few years, you know, they've built this huge 200,000 square foot museum complex. And it's kind of like Disney World for Elvis. And, and that's exactly what he deserves. He deserves that, you know, because talk about cars, like the car display in itself is amazing. Right. And then it goes on through the Army and Hollywood and, you know, all of it. So it's it's an incredible place. Nope. You're you're exactly right. And you know what what really uh, what I found when I visited uh, visited Graceland was, a lot of the foreign people that were there. I couldn't believe how many foreign people were there. It's it's unbelievable. I have sold books in 16 countries in every state. <laughs> and I have had requests for it to be in probably 10 different languages. Yeah. You know, uh, his reach is still present today, and it's it's a very big reach. It's, it's incredible. Well, Sally, thanks so much for joining us here on uh, At Your Service tonight on KMOX. For folks that are interested about your book, where can they go to get it? Sure. Uh, My website's a great place to start. It talks more about the research, and those copies are signed, and that's ElvisAuthor.com, and it's also on Amazon if that's easier for people. All right. Fantastic. Again, the name of the book is Elvis Destined to Die Young. Sally Hodel, thanks so much for joining us on the program. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Folks, this is KMOX. Is that your service? Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight. Guess what? We got more stuff coming up, but I got to do a little business. Stick around. More to come. Welcome back, everyone. That's right. KMOX is at your service. Beautiful, rainy Thursday, tw- Tuesday night. I don't even know what day it is anymore. That's how that's how messed up the weather is here. It's just uh, really messed me up. It's a Tuesday night. That's right. At your service here on KMOX. Greg Damon hanging out with you all the way till 10 o'clock. Now, folks, I've got another great 
couple of guests that's going to join us here on the program. They've got a great story. I've got a really good connection to them as well, and we're going to talk to them. We've got Jessica Stegan, also Karen McAtee, have joined us here in the studio. That's right. They've drove all the way down here to hang out with us. They are with Total Domination Sports. Now, I'm going to give you a little backstory before we start this. So, as you well know that, uh, that I coach football. I'm probably the quietest coach you've ever seen out on the football field. Uh, but I coach football, youth football, have a great time at doing it, love the kids. Well, these ladies, uh, they have a sports, I guess, sports wear company, I should say, probably. It's called Total Domination. What an awesome name on top of it. I start seeing uh, some of the kids wearing these hats that say Total Domination Football. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I want one of those because, you know, that's all. That's like me. It's like all about Total Domination. And then I find out that they actually have a uh, company, an apparel website. I guess apparel website. It should be yes, apparel website to talk about that. Talk, talk about total domination. You get into the company and you find out all sorts of cool stuff. How this started, and it is amazing. So I'm just gonna, I, you know what? I'm just gonna shut up. I know it's hard to believe. I'm gonna shut up. And again, Jessica Stegan, also Karen McAtee, total domination, right here in studio with us, ladies. Thanks for coming down and hanging out with us here on the program. Thanks, Greg. And I'm with you. I don't know what day it is. It's between Christmas and New Year. That's right. So That's right. Fine. That's right. I've had, I've had like all sorts of people out at work sick. And so uh, I don't, you know, it's like I just go in and, and do as much as I possibly can. That's right. Right. Well, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. I know our boys are listening tonight and pretty pumped about all this. Yeah. Well, they're going to run. That's all. You guys hear that? You guys are going to run. That's right. <laughs> That's they, they all make fun of me for doing that. But uh, anyway, so we have Jessica and Karen. You're here as well. Yes, I am. All right, thanks you got to talk just a little, little, just a little closer. There you go. Thanks, Greg. Perfect. perfect. So thanks for coming out. So I'm just going to throw it to you guys because you guys got a great story about this. And I mean, I, I am just, uh, I'm in awe of it because you guys just have put this together. It's such a great company. It's got you guys got some great causes that go with it. I just, I can't say enough about it. So I'm just going to turn it over. Well, thank you. And I will say, you know, you saw a lot of the boys wearing the brand because it is. It has been developed in honor of um, one of their most favorite coaches who sadly passed away in 2019 and uh, somebody who they all looked up to and really admired. Uh, and so this brand for them not only looks cool, feels cool, supports the sports that they play and supports some really cool charities in town, but it also uh, is a shout out to the legacy uh, that Roscoe left. And the brand all started actually with, um, we like to say, it started with a calendar listing and lives on with a legacy. Uh, so when Roscoe, uh, a year before he passed away, he played in a golf tournament. And I, I'm sure a lot of the guys listening who played in that tournament remember it fondly and are, are raising a glass to him right now. But uh, won it handily and planned on repeating the next year with his best friend, Shorty. And um, after he passed away at the age of 41, very suddenly, um, Karen and his friend were at his office, uh, cleaning out his office and found written on his calendar, on his desk calendar, total domination across the weekend uh, that he was going to plan on repeating at that golf tournament. So that is sort of where total domination started. It goes much further beyond that in terms of uh, his all in all the time mentality. You know, it's not just about sport. It's about camaraderie, about being ready to do your best, about helping others smile and feel comfortable. Um, this was a guy who could walk into a room and have everyone there felt like he was one of their best friends. Um, just so genuine, remembered things about people. 
adults, kids, the like. Just one of those people that just lit up the room when he walked in. So, uh, and fully as a coach, as a player, fully all in all the time. So we've really tried to embrace that. We literally turned that handwriting into the logo for the brand. Um, so shout out to him. He had great handwriting. It looks pretty cool. It looks cool on a hat. <laughs> I got to tell you, I mean, it is it is one of the coolest catchphrases I've ever I, I've ever seen. And I'm like, man, this is this is like awesome stuff. Yeah. So it started with, in terms of just kind of fun, like we turned it into this brand. We made some T-shirts. We actually, you know, Karen has done a really great thing in hosting a golf tournament every year that supports various charities that he loved and supported and contributed to in his life. Uh, and we made some hats and some T-shirts for that, and it just sort of grew from there. We had people requesting. We had a couple hockey teams say, hey, let's do Total Domination Hockey. Um, made some special shirts for our baseball team. Karen's wearing one tonight for our Tigers baseball team. So it just sort of grew organically, and um, we saw that this was an opportunity for us to continue the legacy and really um, attach ourselves to a cause that would – give back at the same time. So one of our big commitments in starting this this past summer when we launched the brand was to give 10% back to a different charity every quarter. Um, so this quarter, and actually we're announcing tonight that we're extending it through March, um, we're donating 10% of sales to St. Louis Blues Warrior Hockey, which is a fantastic yeah, cause here. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just been Quite a bit of fun. Uh, like I said, the kids um, the kids love it. We have adults wearing it all the time. One of our favorite things to do on social media is where in the world is total domination. So we have people sending us photos, tagging us on social from all over the world, whether they're on vacation or um, we had someone in Singapore who's wearing it recently, uh, Austin, Pittsburgh. We've got it sort of all over the United States. So it's it's really exciting to sort of see that legacy uh, and that all in on all the time mentality. Really, people, um, they love it and they're attached to it. I love it. I love it because, you. well, you ladies know, as I said, I'm the quietest coach out there. <laughs> By the way, your kids are way better football players. And what's that, what's that sport called? Base, baseball? You have baseball. to explain this. Oh, I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, Roscoe, my husband, was a huge baseball player uh, growing up, um, played catcher in high school, played outfield. He played uh, D1 ball at Ball State. Um, and my son, Luke, uh, kind of took after him. Baseball was his thing. Mm-hmm. And um, Colin said, I'm not coaching. I'm not coaching my son. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roscoe coached my brother, and my brother, hands down, had the worst sports teams in the history of the world. And uh, Roscoe said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to coach my son. And so Luke's first baseball season, I think he was six. And uh, Colin says, I'm going to sit on the bleachers. And then by the end of the season, he was standing on the fence. And by the next season, he was out in the outfield. And by the end of that season, he was the assistant coach. And so that continued, and Luke then always wanted to play football, and his mother, being the helicopter parent that she is, <laughs> said, oh, no, no, you might get injured, can't play football. And uh, so he was the kicker for a while for a few teams. And um, this, is, this is how I met Luke. So. Right, right. And then uh, Roscoe passed away, and Luke says, you know, Mom, I want to play football. And I thought, well, life is short, and your dad – was all in all the time, and he would want you to just live it up. So that's how he started playing football, and um, that's how we met you. And like Jess said, uh, Roscoe was just um, 
a great guy. He really gave 100%, whether it was at the office, whether it was to his friends, um, his family. Uh, we like to joke that um, when he made me mad, he made me real mad. He, he went he went all in. That's right. All uh, in all the time. <laughs> right. When he, he got to work at 7 o'clock and might have ducked out at 4.30 for a drink at the bar. Um, but he really gave uh, everything he did in life his all. And And like Jess said, when we found this total domination in his handwriting written over the weekend of of what would have been their repeat for the golf tournament we had a big chuckle about it and his his best friend shorty surprised us and had his handwriting digitized and we made a few shirts for our friends to wear and it was a a cute little nod to roscoe sure. and people started seeing the logo and where'd you get that we'd be on spring break in florida where'd you get that hat we love that shirt complete strangers and Jess and I started talking. We've been best friends for seven, eight years. Uh, started talking and said, you know, maybe we could do this. And it, it's grown, you know, exponentially since we launched in, what, April of this year? April, May, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I, you know, the kids would come to practice and they're like uh, wearing these hats and says, total domination baseball. I'm like, this is Come on, you know what? What? What is? And so I'm thinking it's the name of the team. This is how I, you know, start right, going. I'm right. start, starting to quiz them about what's going on. What you know? Where do you guys get the hats? And you're like, oh well, my mom is just. Gonna, so that's that's how I started. And then it was like, man, this is this is great. Well, you ladies gifted all the coaches, obviously, uh, hats to begin with. Now, you know, the other coaches from the other teams, they wanted hats. Right. Now, fans in the stands are like, hey, this is like this is the way to go. So right. And, and Total Domination did really start kind of as a sports apparel company. But we like to say that um, our, our motto, all in all the time, is really a good mentality for life. You know, you give it your all, whether you're going to work, whether you're playing a sport, um, and being a good teammate. Um, you might be the kid that sits on the bench and you get in for five minutes. Give it, you know, all in all the time. Um and that extends past sports, that extends past work, that extends past friendship. Um, Colin was a huge um, advocate in giving back to the community. He did so quietly. Um, he did without fanfare, which I think is the best kind of giver. Sure. Um, which is why when Jess and I were discussing starting Total Domination Sports, we immediately said we have to do something that gives back. It's what Colin would have done. So that's how we decided that 10% of our of our sales each quarter would go to a different uh, sports charity. We've started out with some local sports charities. Our first mm -hmm. quarter um, recipient was the Buddy Fund. And our second quarter recipient and our first quarter recipient of 2022 will be, like Jess mentioned, St. Louis Blues Warrior Hockey. Um, and we've kind of tried to pick local uh, while we're starting out. Um, well, you know, with the opportunity to expand if, if something heads our way. Sure, yeah. yeah, well, you know, just just starting out. We'll see what happens when we go, you know, where you guys go from here. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. You guys, uh, uh, the, the way, well, first of all, the way the stuff looks is fantastic. Uh, what you're doing, how you're just building the brand is, is, is fantastic. I got to do a little business, though. You guys hang with me a little bit? Here. Sure, yeah. All right. I got to do a little business, but we'll come back. We'll get more into it. Hey, folks, we are visiting with Total Domination Sports. That's right. Karen McAtee, Jessica Stegan in the house. That's right. Talking about uh, about their company. 
and how this all started. Just a great story. And we'll be back with more after this. You're listening to KMOX. It's at your service on a Tuesday. Welcome back, my friends. Tuesday night at your service right here on KMOX. That's right. We're going all the way till 10 o'clock now. In the studio, I got some fantastic folks here hanging out with us. Total Domination Sports, Karen McAtee, Jessica Steegan, hanging out, talking about their company. What a great, great company this is. Not only that, but it's a great story of how this started. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it, it, it's amazing stuff, and we're going to get right back into it. Again, Jessica Steegan, Karen McAtee, thanks for hanging out with us here. Let me turn your mics on before, uh, uh, so it looks like I'm doing something like I know what I'm doing here. Appreciate that. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Greg. Absolutely. Thanks for coming down and uh, spending some time here late on a Tuesday night. Well, Jessica, let's just get right back into it and uh, talk a little about the company and uh, and what I guess what kind of products that that you guys have and where do you see yourself going? Sure. Thank you. Well, we have a really great easy to shop website, which is totaldominationsports.com. And it carries everything right now from decals, which uh, are great for Yetis and coolers and that type of thing. And we've got some really great trucker hats, um, some traditional golf hats, and uh, a wide variety of T-shirts. And we just launched some sweatshirts this uh, this afternoon, actually. Uh, and for those of you listening, if you use KMOX on our website, which is totaldominationsports.com, you can use that coupon code for 10% off over the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's been fun to sort of explore different colors, team colors, whether it's local schools here, uh, you know, or like tonight we brought you a couple green hats because I heard that you like the Packers. It's little. So, you know, total domination football. So we've really tried to um, really hit on a lot of the most popular sports and we do custom things as well. So we've had a request for Total Domination Disc Golf, which I've been able to uh, learn and read a lot more about. And it's pretty exciting, actually. There's so, a lot of folks into um, it, that's for sure. Yeah, so we've got everything on the site now from Total Domination Golf, which is sort of where things started, uh, to baseball, hockey, soccer, lacrosse, um, and football right now, uh, among other things. And then we're also launching some all-in-all-the-time gear. So Total Domination All-in-All-the-Time great for anything, however you want to interpret that uh, and, and take on that mentality in your life. Like Karen said earlier, it, it really does go beyond sport for us. It's about helping others and uh, feeling camaraderie and, and, and making things happen. Oh, I couldn't agree more in the, in the all in all the time. I mean, that, as you said, what, what a great mantra for everybody there, no matter what, you know, what it is. If you're, if you're coaching, if you're working, if you're hanging out, whatever it is, all in all the time. Uh, boy, I tell you, who can't live by that? Right. And, and you know, like Jess said, Roscoe passed away uh, very untimely when he was 41. Uh, two young kids um, left me as well. Um, and it's it's really been traumatic. But the whole all-in, all-the-time mentality, you know, with him passing away so young, it really kind of hit the point home that life's too short to sit by and watch. You got to get in there. You you get in. You do the sport. You make the friends. You lend your neighbor a helping hand, um, and that's why we do this. We're not here to sit around and and watch life pass us by. We're here to go all in all the time. And, right. and and with the giving back to local charities or other charities and and, and changing. I mean that. I mean that just that just goes to show you what a brand it can be. Right, and that's I mean exactly right. St. Louis Blues Warrior Hockey, which is our current charity that's um, receiving 10% of our sales through March of 2022 
they are an organization that embraces that every single day. And it's it's a uh, uh, paralyzed veterans, is that right? It's any veterans, actually. Okay. So the 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 mentality there is to allow veterans to be part of a team again, which after they've been through so, so much and they're coming back and trying to normalize their life, being able to put on a uniform again, be a part of a team, have that camaraderie and step on the ice together, win or lose, they're all in. So it's a perfect fit for us. We're so excited to support them. Um, they have games here in St. Louis. They also travel um, but it's it's an exciting way to support um, something that's really impacting our community. Uh, the Buddy Fund is another organization that we've supported. They supply sporting goods to um, underserved youth here in St. Louis. So equipment, allowing them to like actually go on the field and approach life with total domination. Yeah, absolutely. We've got about a minute left, uh, ladies. I, first of all, I want to thank you guys so much for coming down and just sharing your story with us and, and, and talking about this. I just... I, I just think it's such a such a great thing that of how this this story has has unfolded. In that for folks that want more information, or where can they go to check out Total Domination? Sure, the website is totaldominationsports.com. We're also quite active on Instagram. Like I said earlier, we have that "Where in the world is Total Domination?" So if you tag us at Total Domination Sports wearing the apparel, um, we always love sharing that. Uh, and we've reached across the United States. It's, it's quite for us, uh, fun for us to see that. Uh, we're also on Facebook uh, at Total Domination Sports. So, All right. Well, again, ladies, thanks so much. Uh, Karen McAtee, Jessica Stegan, thanks for coming down and thanks, hanging out Greg. with us. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, that's for sure. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Folks, that's going to about do it here on KMOX tonight for At Your Service. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.